Kickoff hour number three. Uh, either by conference rule or mutual consent, a game can be completed uh, with one umpire. Huh. Okay. And, Why? How? And by those same stipulations, all extra innings could start with a runner on second base. Wait, we're doing that? No, no. That's the NCAA. The NCAA said if the conferences want to make a rule, like they have that ability, or gotcha. two teams could just say, "Hey, we're playing by these rules tonight." Before oh, the okay. Game starts. Yeah. So, okay. So a pregame, yeah, declaration. I got you. So I mean, I guess it's possible. I don't really love that though, because like. Um, I don't know if that applies for the ten the ten run limit thing, but I mean, if I'm Tony V and it's like late in the season, and I do have a lot of guys want to get in the midweek game, and the midweek coach that we're playing is like, "Hey, Tony, like if you guys get up by more than ten, like can we just have the rule that we call it tonight because we got a long trip and we got a big series this weekend, so we're trying to like stay hot going into our conference tournament." Mm-hmm. And Tony and it puts it puts the team that gets ass in a tough spot. Yeah. Because what's best for your team might be to say no, but then you have this coaching relationship, maybe with another like lesser in-state program or something, and it's I, it's almost easier if just the rule's the rule. You we, know? we did that last year with we did. a team. We, yeah. ag- we agreed to go seven innings because they had to catch a bus. To Iona. Them. It was Iona. Where, where were they going? They had, had they had to, like had a, to get to New York, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was the the Northeast. Okay, the, and let's be real, we were beating them by like thirty plus runs every game. Yeah, or something. Yeah, like that. I, I think mean, that's right. We had beat them pretty no bad, and then it was like, hey, can we go six or seven? Yes, yeah, so I'm sure Tony was fine with that, but it just I don't like coaches having to even be put in a tough spot with another coach. That's kind of not good tough. for the brotherhood if they're button heads. Well, it's almost like somebody just has to give in, and whoever f- feels like they gave in, and then. And then you almost feel bad. Like I'd feel bad if I said, "Nah, man. Like I, I got, the, I got some stud pitchers that have not got enough innings this year." He's like, "You're going to be up by thirty and throw your stud pitch." You know, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, yeah no, I, I agree with that. That it's, that makes it tough. I wonder if that's a conversation that the coaches would have, like, well in advance of. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, or, I don't think I, so. Honestly, it could be in the contract. Yeah, like, hey, there is the option to do this or not do this. Or like, I'm saying between the two schools, where it's like, hey. I'm not saying no, but like don't don't ask us, mm. barring extenuating circumstances, to go to the the seven inning ten yeah, run limit rule. Yeah, maybe like we're gonna or or if you do that and we agree, you owe us back fifty thousand bucks or something mm-hmm. something like that, you know? Because I mean, I mean it's it's not being mean. Like Tony Tony's trying to get everybody ready to win a national championship. Like right. that's that's where we are. So, and we're also yeah. paying most of these schools to come here and play us and so I would I would think that if you're that coach you just say all right got it. I'm making money for the school my guys are getting to play baseball yeah maybe if they look at the scoreboard they're down 20 but we're this is what we signed up to do it'd be different for these smaller schools if last year we had Jordan back in in the eighth inning just hitting nukes still you know but yeah and that's that's the point of what you know this conversation is Tony V's wanting to get in the younger guys Younger pitchers, or at least guys maybe that are new and not in the starting rotation, like that's what this is all about. Mm. Uh, speaking of Tony Vitello, oh gosh, the juicy dry nugget. This write-up I was sent says that the biggest question going into this weekend is the health of the Vol skipper. What? Tony Vitello what? apparently took a line drive to the face off a of bat during BP earlier this week, so. If you see him with a 
black eye and some cuts on the face this weekend. That is where they came from. He was not in any altercations. Hmm. Or was he? And there it is. Oh, you was know he? he was. He, he ran into you Macius. You should see uh, the other guy. He ran into Macius at the bar in Arizona yeah, and said, yeah. "Hey, I got a, I got a scotch with your name on it." You Crack. See the other guy, Tony V, getting in fights. Took a man. line drive to the face. Can't read, we can read through these lines like nobody's business. I feel like, man, that's you can't yell as loud when that happens. Yeah. Might have some light sensitivity. Where'd you see that? Uh, there was just a little write-up that was sent to me, a screenshot of it. Oh, apparently Tony Vitello said on the drive Tuesday that the 10-run rule is the visiting team's choice when they play Tennessee, and it will be decided before the series. Ugh. Even though he said in another interview that he Hates did it. not want it for, I guess, I mean, it's their choice. I, I guess what he's saying is, I'll have some input, but ultimately, if they decide, they just really need it to play that way. We well, depending on the team, they may want the full. You know, they may want the nine innings too to, yeah. to get there. Because yeah, they might not be in a position to win a national championship, but they might be in a position to win their conference or mm-hmm. you know get their guys ready for the next level. Right. Uh, good point by Tim Flynn. I guess I missed this Vitello interview on Tuesday. I need to go back and listen to it. Uh, Alabama A&M has already informed Tennessee that they do not have enough pitching, and they have requested the 10-run rule for the opening series in Lindsey Nelson Stadium next weekend. So right out of the gate. We're just going to play. Uh, how many innings. innings do we have to go for the seven runs? Okay, so you do have to go seven. Okay. That yeah. might be the midweek. Hmm? Yeah. It might be Tuesday. It, it is. is. No, it's oh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Or, yeah, okay. it's Tuesday. So, projected starting lineup. All right, let's get it. Out there. Out there. Out there. And on the left side of the field, commonly referred to as left field, you have Gosh. Kyle Booker. Okay. In the middle field. Middle? Commonly called <laughs> center field. Jared Dickey. Big baseball Mount guy. Mount Juliet, Tennessee native. Hit 380 last year. Yeah, I'm uh, really excited about yeah. Dickey being healthy uh, again he this year. Hurt. Out there in right field, you're going to have Christian Scott. Well, he Scott. was he was struggling to get to first on some of those, man. You could tell that ankle was really bothering Christian him. Christian Scott. Christian right. Scott out okay. in right. Speedster. Uh, and then our infielders here. Third base, the Alabama transfer, Zane Denton. And it, he's not – he doesn't have to miss a game, right? No. I, 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 thir- <laughs> I saw another name mentioned as might have to miss a game hmm. due to suspension. Not for – it was a, another last season thing, but it might be someone who's not in the starting He's lineup. He's a switch hitter, so that's good. All At right. shortstop, Kansas transfer and future superstar here. Oh, okay. Knoxville. Wow. Shortstop, Some Malia editorializing Huda. by Hickman. And at second base, you got the Brooklyn, New York native, Christian Moore. Playing first base, you have future SEC Player of the Year, Blake Burke. And then – Behind home plate, you're going to have a little Charlie Taylor. Hey, I'm, Chuck Taylor. I missed. Who's on second? Uh, second is going to be Christian Moore, okay. allegedly. Allegedly. And who's on first? Blake uh, Burke. Blake Burke. Sorry. Joke. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Who? What? Mm-hmm. Burke hit 14 homers and 95 at bats last year. Good Lord. The school record's 24. <laughs> first season. First season. Uh, he might he hit that at the midway point Lipskin this year. Hit 22 last year. Yeah. Of course, obviously, you have Griffin Merritt, too, a guy who was pretty pretty sought after in the transfer portal this year. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what position he plays. Do you guys know? He's an outfielder, I think. Do he we think? Where, uh, 
I thought they said he could play a couple different positions. Well, do we think he bumped somebody out of a starting spot or what? We're going to see a bunch of different. I mean, especially in the outfield, we're going to see a bunch of different. Everybody looks. uh, Not only combinations of people, but like where they play this weekend. Chris uh, made a good point. Said in Major League Baseball, there's a pitch. There is a pitch clock behind home plate. The pitchers can see. I think there might be now in college. Also, thought I remember seeing. Yeah, you can't see it in in the the, directly behind the the pitcher shot, shot. but I would want them to have some way to see that. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just a guy in the front row, just hold up a big red piece of paper when it hits ten or something. I think Vitale said we'd be on pitch counts. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure. Like yeah. Because you got to protect those kids. <laughs> yeah, tonight, uh, 8 o'clock, MLB Network. It's Arizona and uh, Tennessee. Balls minus 220, I think I saw. Favored to win tonight. Okay. Yeah, I was going to see what other games are. Happening. Uh, is this today? Yeah. Okay. So, Oklahoma State is ranked ninth in the country. They are playing Missouri at noon today. Oh, wow. Uh, Virginia is in action at two. Gonzaga is playing Texas Tech. Texas Tech's 20, 24th in the country. That's a two o'clock game. NC State's, uh, these are all top 25 teams, playing Wagner at three. Louisville's playing Bucknell at three. Wake Forest against Youngstown State at four. Alabama's hosting Richmond. North Carolina hosting Seton Hall. Uh, at 4 o'clock, Vanderbilt, who's ranked 10th, is playing 15th-ranked TCU. 4 o'clock today. Hmm. Uh, you got Virginia Tech playing College Charleston, South Carolina, playing UMass Lowell, Southern Miss Liberty, uh, Ole Miss. UMass what? Lowell. L-O-W-E-L-L. Gotcha. East Carolina, George Washington, uh, Oregon Xavier, Maryland, South Florida, Penn State, Miami. Uh, Florida, Charleston Southern, Seattle, Texas A&M, LSU, Western Michigan, Tennessee, Arizona, UCLA, and Omaha. Uh, Texas and Arkansas are also playing at 8 o'clock tonight. So that's uh, one of the games with actual power teams. Arkansas is ranked 8th. Texas is unranked. And Stanford, Cal State, Fullerton at 9 o'clock tonight. That's your top 25 scoreboard. Lots of teams, uh, it's pretty much most teams starting today or tonight in college baseball. Feels good. What? You good? Nope. Good. Yeah, there? Good. All right. Very good. Come back with more hour three next. Hour three continues, heading into the weekend. Eight o'clock baseball tonight. First pitch Friday. It's better than a foul ball Friday, like Higlin said. <laughs> oh, back to the big orange chili phone lines. Got Matthew on the horn. He'll probably want to talk more basketball, but that, and that's fine. What's up, Matthew? Uh, Nate, I'm actually throwing a plot twist at you. I'm watching some, uh, some college <laughs> baseball on Saturday. All right. 
going to uh, this global field tournament. I guess they're doing like a round robin with like Alabama, TCU, Bandy, Texas, and some other school. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So wait, you're not oh. you're not missing the Tennessee game, are you? Uh, sir, YouTube TV uh, on the phone at all times. Not missing that. No, thank you. Interesting. Okay. So you're at the game watching a different game. Well, I was talking to him, and I agreed to like, oh yeah, that sounds fun, and then didn't realize we were a noon tip off. I thought we were like a five o'clock tip off or a seven o'clock tip off. I'd figure I'd just go catch the first two games, but I played myself, so we'll see. <laughs> Sad. Um, yeah, I know. Modern technology. Um, honest to God, question though, and I'm sorry if I missed it in hour one, but do you guys think we should bring back Phillips for this game? Uh, I mean, if he's ready, I think you get him some minutes, but I also wouldn't rush that at all. Yeah. I <laughs> I guess I'm eating a little bit of a crow on this one, but I think uh, I'm trending in the Berto direction. I don't think you need Josiah in this game, honestly. Wait, Josiah or Phillips? No, both, honestly. I asked Phillips first, but it sounds like we could get both of them back. Oh, I hadn't heard that. I don't think Josiah's going well, be back, but that's just me guessing. I don't think they will be either. I think Phillips might be, but not Josiah. This is a, this is actually a fairly tough spot if you're Barnes, and it, I don't think it's like a team separation thing. But you just beat the number one team in the country without those two guys. Meshack played some of the best defense you'll ever see. The team had a really good energy. I'm not saying bringing them back would hurt, but if you were to bring them back and play, because Phillips has been getting what like twenty between twenty and like twenty eight minutes. If you're if you're going to bring those guys back and they maybe struggle a little bit. I could sense a little bit of frustration from the other, and honestly, probably those two guys too, if they come back and don't play well. But that's that's an unenviable task to try to fold them back in if they both say they're ready to go. I mean, I don't, you know, they say you don't lose your job due to injury, but it's also kind of tough when those guys are out and you beat Alabama. Like this is going to be back playing into my fear of every season is how do you handle the rotation if you you know got. I wouldn't call it limited depth. This is just unique depth now with those guys coming back after the win over Alabama. Well, if there's one thing that um, Barnes should be more not critical of or at least analyzed as is that he does struggle when it comes to doing different rotations. He kind of sticks Mm -hmm. to his bread and butter sometimes. Yeah, and it's almost like because those two guys were out, things got simplified a little bit against Alabama, and I thought the rotations worked out really well. And so now you add two more players. That's you know that's that's more minutes to kind of balance around. And I we we I don't I did not realize that both of them could potentially. I, I had just assumed they'd both be out again with a short turnaround. But well, you know how Hubs is. He kind of just he, he did there. I could see both or possibly none of them playing. It's kind of like that vague, you know. It's like a, hor- like a horoscope. It's like yeah. a horoscope. That's what we always say. Like, and, you know, and that's that's what they have to do. That way they can never be wrong, but they're never really right. It's just the way it goes. I guess I'll, I'll be interested to see how we do, you know, on Saturday up there because if I think we can win ugly games. I think that's just kind of our style, unfortunately, on offense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I asked you guys last time how many if you were to take the over under at six or made three uh, made threes, and we literally hit six. Yeah, yeah. We so, we we all lost on that. We would have. I took the over, and it pushed. Um, I guess here's my final thought on this. If we have uh, Meshack in there, obviously with Phillips and uh, Josiah out, uh, 
do you think that you would do you put or I guess do you put Meshack on Wallace? Do you let him be the main guy that guards him, or where do you think that Meshack will match up with? How tall is Wallace? I'll have that for you in just a sec. Um, he's he's yeah, no he's Brandon Miller. Chris Wallace is, or sorry, six Kaysen four, Wallace right? is six four, one ninety three. So. Okay, so they're about Meshack's actually a little bigger, I think. But no, I mean, uh, no, I mean, uh, Zakai will take Wallace, and yeah, I guess it depends on how much and, and if Wheeler plays the, the other guys. Yeah, and when Wheeler comes in, then Zakai Zakai's going to take the main ball handler. It doesn't matter if they're seven feet tall; like that's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Barnes said it though. I think like when he was coaching. Kevin Durant, like Durant, hated taller or, or I'm sorry, skinnier, lengthier, or not lengthier, smaller players. Yeah, guarding him. Yeah, so, I mean, you saw that. Like Meshack pestered the hell out of Miller, and he he was getting frustrated at times for sure. It's going to be interesting. I I'm excited. I'm hopeful we can get. I mean, we took care of business on Wednesday, so this this is like you're not playing with house money because you you need to win this game, but. I, I was just praying for us to split as far as this week goes. So mm-hmm. it's really you're, you've done what you've expected. So now it's just hopefully we can go 2-0. The last thing I'll say is uh, Meshack was plus 9, y'all. That's pretty impressive. I'll, I'll be interested to see if he can carry that over to, to Saturday. But anyway, hey, as always, go balls, guys. Yeah, that's, that's an incredible stat to be plus 9 and not score. But... Miller didn't get a field goal when he was out there. I think one of the fouls was on Meshack, then he got the free throws on, and I think another one was on somebody else, if I'm not mistaken. So just unbelievable. I mean, like if you want to watch a clinic on how to play man-to-man defense, watch Jemai Meshack when he's up against Brandon Miller in that Alabama game. Pestered him, bumped him, made him uncomfortable. Uh, just, I mean, it, you hate to say perfect, but it was about as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's amazing how, I mean – coaches this coach speak all the time but i mean that that's real adversity like having guys get hurt having to mm. kind of go with something that it was kind of the only option it's like sure hey this might be one of the best or this is one of it might be the best player in the country at times this year we're just gonna have to put you on him and and see if you can rise to the occasion and even take something off your plate on offense and just and it worked and that gives you confidence to now do it at other times and I guess that's what I wish we tinker with more in games that don't matter, or, sure. or in certain sure. games where it's not going to matter. But you know, it's it's something that uh, can help you in March. Like if you know that Jemai Meshack can shut a guy down, then when you play a weird, maybe a weird mid-major team that's like a freaking ten seed that just beat a seven seed's ass because they're super hot and they got this one kid that's going off, it's like hey. Let's try Meshack on him, and then let's roll Phillips back on him, and then let's, you know, and you yeah. can do some different things. That was my first thought. It was like, this is at least a good card to have in your back pocket yeah. if you get in one of those weird tournament games where, hey, this team's not very good, or they're, you know, they're decent, but this one is the day, guy. Yeah. If you're going to, if they're going to beat you, this is going to be the guy to do it. And even if it's not the whole game, like when you need a stop, you know, mm-hmm. Meshack's out there. Yeah. And if you, yeah, if, if you're up, Four, right? And you're able to play offense for defense because they're fouling. Sure. You now know, and he's that, done like, that with Meshack yeah, this year. Yeah, played now, offense for defense. So that so. kind of solidifies that whole situation. And uh, Tennessee can put a really good defensive lineup on the floor, and uh, they they will tomorrow. We'll see how it shakes out. See if if they, I, I don't know. Let's just see if they handle the 
Shibwe a little a little better. I don't. It'll be interesting to see if they come in double because that's that's always the first question when you have a, a good big and and there's not that many bigs in college basketball like there used to be mm-hmm. where you were like practicing double teaming posts like all season. Now it's kind of like hit or miss when you do that. But like if you play a Purdue with like an Edie or something like you you need to be able to to have that card to play too on the defense. Sure, end, I think sure. All right, we'll come back with more uh, last call for phone calls, 865-546-8200, Big Orange Philly phone lines. Hop on there if you want to get in. Uh, we'll have picks later and uh, lots more to get into as we get you set for the weekend right here on 3 and Out. Welcome back to 3 and Out. All right, on the baseball front, it's Arizona, 8 o'clock tonight. It is Grand Canyon, 8 o'clock tomorrow night. And UC San Diego at 2 o'clock on Sunday. That's your uh, schedule. Then you actually have two games against Alabama A&M midweek, Tuesday and Wednesday. They're both at 4.30. And then uh, Dayton rolls into town next weekend, 4.30 on Friday, 2 2 p.m. on Saturday, 1 p.m. on Sunday. So that's your first uh, three-game, like, you know, non-com matchup there. Then uh, you got double midweek games the next week also, two against Charleston Southern Tuesday and Wednesday. Then Gonzaga comes in. That'll be a big one. Then uh, you got, then you go to single midweek, uh, Boston College. Then uh, Moorhead State is in uh, mid-March. Lipscomb midweek, and then the Missouri uh, Missouri starts the SEC slate. That's a road trip um, starting March 17th. That's when SEC play begins with Missouri on the road. Then Western Carolina midweek, then A&M at home, UNC Asheville, then LSU on the road. That LSU series is going to start on Thursday, on S- or on ESPNU actually on Thursday, then SEC Network on Friday. Um, so that LSU series, just go ahead and – Get it kind of etched in your brain. That's March 30th, 31st, and April 1st. So right at the end of March for LSU on the road. Uh, then back home for Florida. Uh, there's no midweek game scheduled, at least right now, between the LSU series and the Florida series. And Florida series starts on Thursday also, though. So you get done on Saturday, and then you turn right back around at home on Thursday with Florida. So they may they may keep that open, I guess, or they might add a Tuesday. Hmm. Definitely wouldn't add a Wednesday with the game coming on Thursday. That is interesting. Yep. Then there is midweek the next week on a Tuesday, and then it's a road trip to Arkansas. I mean, that is a stretch right there. At yeah. LSU, home against Florida, at Arkansas, then Tennessee Tech, then Vanderbilt rolls in. I mean, just the murderer's row. Yeah. Then uh, Bellarmine's your midweek after that. Uh, then Mississippi State at home, another good team. Wofford at home in the midweek. Georgia on the road in Athens. Austin P. then Kentucky back at home. Belmont, then South Carolina on the road. To wrap up your SEC schedule, I don't know about you guys, but I got that Tennessee Tech game circled on my calendar. Revenge, In baby! State, Want that thing over in seven innings. Wooden bats again. That one is at Lindsey Nelson Stadium this time. Good. Not good. We do it. <laughs> we doing anything at Smoky Stadium this year? Any midweek games? Didn't they make that choice like after the season had already begun? I think we're ready to tear that place down, did. Hickman. Well, literally, <laughs> yeah. 
That was our maybe, final straw. Maybe not tear it down. They're going to turn it into something else. That's the final straw. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to go to any games this year. That's for uh, damn sure. The baseball team, I've been to four games, I believe, since we've been phenomenal, and we're 0-4 when I'm in attendance. Really? Yep. I think I'm 3-0. and Including two over LSU, so, those were great. Me and you need to go to a game together this year, mm-hmm. so we can get an extra innings yeah. tie. No, thank you. It is. I mean, no, I'm kidding. I'll go to a game with you. See, the key, Hickman, is you got to start with one of these lesser teams that's not in a wooden back game at your home stadium. Oh uh, yeah, I'm saying your home stadium. What were you thinking? First of all, you got there late. No, I didn't. I didn't miss first pitch. Well, you didn't watch any of it. You t- walked around talking to people. What do you think? It, I mean, when you know every third person in there. You got to support the boys if you're at the game, okay? That was uh, that was Tidwell's first game back last year, wasn't it? Was it? I believe so, yeah, because he started that game and went two innings. Good to know. You gonna watch it? Yeah. When do you watch it right now? No, I just look at the Twitter feed. Mm. Looks green in your glasses. You gonna watch the whole green? thing, Chris? There's nothing green on here. It's weird. I wonder what that is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure you will. I'll try. Well, what tonight? Are you th- what are you saying? You gonna fall asleep? I didn't say that. You got a fishing tournament? He ain't going to watch yeah, any I do, sports actually. this weekend. Night I do. fishing? No, 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 no. Oh, you got something else this weekend? No, I have a tournament tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Mm. You going to watch the basketball game? He's going to miss basketball. I'll have it on my phone. All right, I'll pick up. Tennessee the win then. Well, we that, pick against the grain after. if you're listening to it, though, if Bob can call the game tomorrow on the radio like he did the Bama game Wednesday, it might not be that bad. Sounded good. He did sound really good Wednesday. Hmm, not good. Good for him. Maybe kind of a resurgence. Although people were really mad because apparently he got very excited when Missouri hit that buzzer beat. That's what I heard. Really? Yeah. He got excited? Excited. Like, oh, man, wow! What an ending. No, like, like literally every time an opposing... He should have been like, and he makes it. I can't believe that shot went in. Are you kidding me? All night, everything they've thrown up has gone in. The game is over. Here's the score. Stay tuned for Rick Barnes' post game. We'll be right back on the Ball Network. That should have been how. It yeah, that it should be somber. <laughs> like it's like Kobe Brown from thirty-five feet, and it is good. And Missouri knocks off the balls. It was that, or it should be that. No, that, that's kind of how he does it. Like when he, like he, when he says "good," yeah, he, he always says it really high pitch, yeah. yeah. so it always comes across as "oh well." I mean, most home guys on that situation, when the shot goes in, actually won't even say anything. They'll be like, "And the shot's up and." He made it. The game is over. Like they, yeah. they, they won't even call like the actual ball going through the net. Just I wonder if anybody can go back and listen to that. Be like, eh. and of course it goes in. It's been that way all night for you. You've Tennessee. got to be kidding You've me. You've got to be kidding. You've got to be bleep. And Missouri hits another one. Just do Bob Euchre, you know, tie-ins for bad things, and you're good to go. Like that's all I have to do. No one's listening anyway. No one's listening anyway. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. That's just one of the great lines of 
sports movies all the time. What sports movie is it? Gosh, now you're putting me on the spot. Uh, it is... Bull Durham, isn't it? Bull Durham, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So all I could picture was the sports You got nervous and I got nervous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, yeah well, they, they redid classic sports scenes. And so all ah. I could picture was the sports center commercial with it. Carl Ravager. He says, you lollygag onto the field. You lollygag off the field. What does that make him, Wally? Lollygag, lollygaggers. And then the punchline is, what's our record, Wally? Eight and 15. Eight and 15. How did we win eight? It's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle. We'll come back. Make our picks next. Right here on 3 Now. It's- Final segment of the day of the week. It's a fast break, first pitch Friday edition. We'll make our picks for the basketball game. I don't know if you want to pick baseball or not. I'll give you mine. All right. What you got? Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Eight. (laughs) Okay. Baseball. Got it. Arizona. (laughs) Well, don't never underestimate Rick Barnes' offense. Oh, my God. Shut up. Tennessee, eight. Arizona. Three. All right. Dolander right. only gives up one of those runs. I'm going to go Tennessee seven, Arizona one. Ten to two. All right. Ten to two. Ten to two. Six four. Six four. Uh, I got Tennessee 70, Kentucky 64. I really like that. I like that a lot. Odd Shark has 72-68. Hickman, mm. you got a basketball score? Oh, reliable, we call it. Give me – oh, man, this game could go either way. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> Give me Tennessee 75, Kentucky 71. 75-71 Vols, mm-hmm. nail-biter. I'm going to go Tennessee 77, Kentucky 70, overtime. Still in overtime. Going to be nip and tuck the whole game. Mm. Overtime. Wow. Okay. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Switch it up. Mm. I mean, 68-58. All right. That's what I'm thinking. 68-58. 68-58. I think we found a little something defensively. I think Kentucky defends us pretty well. They, they're they going to be working hard. Another desperate team backs against the wall, but hopefully we can uh, play with the confidence we found, especially in that second half against Alabama. Mm-hmm. Do we need to pick the Saturday-Sunday games? Nah. I mean, you can if you want to. Oh, yeah, we're not losing. That's not even that's there on that uh, topic. There is no debate for me. We, I, th- I think we went all three. Fifty-seven and nine last year. I'll go uh, thirteen to two Grand Canyon and nine nothing in Sunday's game. 
I don't know. Callum, <laughs> Callum actually tweets in and says that he expects the game against Grand Canyon to be the most challenging game. Okay. Mm. Well, it's a home. Is that a home game for them? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're playing in their park. Oh wow, that'll be fun. No, it'd be cool. Big yeah. <laughs> Billy stats will be, be torn. I mean, who's he gonna pull for? Uh, I don't know. He's a Grand Canyon alum. Should be a good atmosphere there. Doesn't he hate baseball? Uh, Billy texted me this morning at like seven twelve and said, "I'm already tired of baseball talk." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought I remembered that. He couldn't name three players last year. Sad. At the end of the year. We were, I think, we were in the NCAA tournament by this point, and he couldn't name three players. And he gives me a hard time because I missed. What's he doing this I got one position wrong on one player. What does he watch in the summer? Golf. Basketball's over. Hey, he does watch a lot of golf. He studies next year's basketball in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call him so Billy Stats for nothing. Uh, every time Maui Ahuna completes a double play this year, you'll be able to go to Weigel's and get two hot dogs for $2.22. I'd rather have the jalapeno cheddar corn dogs, but whatever. <laughs> well, they have jalapenos there for free, and they have the cheddar cheese nacho sauce, so you could just make your own cheddar cheese jalapeno hot dog. I actually never had a hot dog at a gas station. Ooh. I might get one today. Strong accusation just coming in, breaking news. You've never Billy, had a Weigel's hot dog? Billy Stats has called Adam Hickman. A liar. No. (laughs) He didn't know anybody. (laughs) He said, I watch the Braves every night. He does love the Braves. No, I knew knew he was a Braves guy. Just not college baseball. So what does he do in the summer, Hollander? He watches the Braves. I didn't forget about that. It's a lot of baseball. That was a lot of baseball. He's livid right now. Livid. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even see straight. (laughs) uh, But is he going to watch Tennessee baseball this year? That's a good question. As long as it doesn't interfere with the uh, the Bravos, no perhaps. Yeah. Okay, just checking. Just wanted to make sure. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, it's finally here. That was that was. It's a long off season for baseball. The way that one ended, oh, with the expectations painful. and the season they had to not make it to Omaha and lose to mm-hmm. Notre Dame the way they did. That had to feel. I mean, I know you lost a lot of players and brought in a lot of new ones, but I'm sure I bet Vitello was absolutely sick the first month or so after the season. Yep, we're a week away from uh, didn't, didn't spring they hit training. A lot of home runs against us in that game, or was it the other? They hit like four home runs, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And I think the first game they won, they hit four. Gosh, new season. A week away from spring training and uh, Major League Baseball starts Thursday, March. 30th, according to this. I'll have a full report for my Red Sox ready to give you guys whenever spring training is underway. Nope. Make sure you know who the center fielder is. Nope. Do not do not want that report on the Red Sox, please. If you could table that until after the show, driving by yourself. Yeah. Uh, that's when everybody really wants to uh, to hear that. Just just FYI. They'll hear it in spirit. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's the it's the, the thought that counts. Or I might pick the Padres this year. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> this guy. Well, hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. We'll break it all down for you on Monday, but keep it locked in. The rest of the day, the Blitz is next right here on Fan Run Radio. <laughs>